Your sensors are correct. Do not adjust your heading. Your heading. You've discovered the Omega Particle. Streaming to the Alpha Quadrant and beyond. 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 Here's your host. The anchorman of the Federation. The doctor of Dilithium. This is Jonathan Wiegand. Welcome to the Omega Particle Podcast. Like the man said, I am your gracious and humble host, Jonathan Wiegand. And we are back to our delicious news and brews where we cover the most recent Star Trek news in the Alpha Quadrant, the cutting edge, tip of the spear. And you know, we're going to be drinking some suds and you know, some brews, some booze, some grandpa's cough medicine, or maybe just some delicious coffee because that's kind of a brew a cold brew (laughs) Uh, anyway welcome to the show i'm so glad to be back this has been real crazy in my personal life going through a lot of stuff with work i mean i just went from delaware for a week which was really great and awesome learned so much in a leadership conference thing and uh really great and shout out to bbc america and me tv because there's nothing better whether you're on vacation, work trip, whatever, then slipping into bed and watching four hours of Star Trek Next Generation. (laughs) It is absolutely great. It was my comfort being away from my family. I adored it. Definitely check those two channels out if uh, you guys are ever on vacation and want some good old comfort from TNG. But... I will say we have a lot going on this week, so much news, but I definitely want to talk about this exciting thing I found. So I actually found an autographed uh, Make It So memoir by Sir Pat, or Sir Patrick Stewart, uh, as he formerly is called, and I get get to pick it up tomorrow, so I'm very excited about that. I have to drive like three hours round trip for it, so I have to do it after work, unfortunately, really happy about it. And so I can announce here that we will be doing a review episode on the book. I think it's 438 pages. So it may take me a little bit to, to read it, but I'm very excited. And we're going to highlight all that good tea that Sir Patrick Seward serves out. And if you haven't, uh, I would definitely say go out and buy the book, support his project. Uh, Like I said, this is his lifelong memoir and show some love from the Trek universe. And it's going to be, I heard it's good. Is that what it says, Luna? Lunar intern, everybody. She's working all the controls and all the fancy electronics stuff that I don't understand. Okay. So that's what I've heard too. I've heard it's good. Don't know how it's going to be, how it's going to end, but I'm, I'm very curious to see what, you know, his experiences were in the theater and then on the Next Generation set, which again, a, a shameless plug here, if you haven't listened to our drama in the alpha quadrant we actually have an episode about all the drama that happened behind the scenes in next generation crew so go check that out Uh, it's somewhere some number i don't have that in front of me and that is why luna doesn't make anything because she's an intern so she doesn't give me that information i'm kidding i'm kidding anyway like i said we have a lot to talk about today and some are really good and some are really bad first off uh the biggest news story as i'm sure some of you have heard is that the showrunner for lower decks is afraid that the show is going to go the way of prodigy so we're going to get into that also speaking of sir patrick stewart he wants to take picard to the silver screen again and hopefully this time 
it's a lot better than Nemesis. Um, also, this is really what's what's his kid's name, Luna? Kid Cootie, Cuddy, Kid Cuddy, Cootie. Well, he's releasing some streetwear that we're going to talk about for specifically for Trekkie. So that was kind of a weird instance that I thought we definitely want to talk about. And then Jonathan Frakes is going to show us what he would do for the Legacy Show and kind of the blueprint for how the Legacy proposed or hypothetical Star Trek Legacy Show would be going. He gave a very interesting interesting interview on that and then to wrap everything up we're gonna have a weird story of the week and i can't wait to get into it so luna let's light this candle so this is probably the biggest news we've had in a really long time and it's kind of a little disheartening to be honest because i love lower decks and it's just simple and fun and happy-go-lucky and they get to do things you know that a lot of star trek shows don't get to do like this past week they went to franganar and we got to see what franganar looks like and i just thought that was cool you know normally it's always been in, inside of moogie's apartment or house and that's it we haven't really seen anything else there's that freedom with a cartoon that we don't get with the other shows so the fact that this is now potentially on high alert for going away is super disheartening i'm sure you hearing this will uh, definitely agree. So during an interview with Cinema Blend, Lower Deck showrunner Mike McCann explained that, you know, Star Trek is changing. It's going in a bold new direction. And this could mean that current wave of shows, eh, nothing's safe. He said specifically, everything's changing. Um, nothing is safe. I don't have bad news for anybody, but also you shouldn't assume that this stuff is going to stick around unless you vocally, vocally watch it early on and support it from the get-go. So if you've never watched Lower Decks, as a real recap, it's just a story about these low-ranking support crew from the Starship Cerritos, and it's kind of this, a lot of humor and piles of like Star Trek Easter eggs that you know keep people like me amused and intrigued. <laughs> but it's, if you've, it's kind of like Rick and Morty meets Star Trek. Sometimes it's gross, sometimes it's over the top, sometimes there's some like sexual tension in the show, but it, it's still a great, great show. And however, we're going into the fourth season right now, but McCann teased that while they're already working on season five, this could be the last season that we see of the Lower Decks crew, unfortunately. He said, I don't know if we're gonna have any other season after the season we're working on right now, Lower Decks could very well be a five season show says McCann. So that is very disheartening because I know it's a big fan favorite. It brings in a lot of ratings. I think IGN gave it an eight so far for season four. So it's got good reviews. It has a lot of fan support. So why would they change it? So that leads to my next question and something I like deep dive for now. So it seems like we're going in a new direction. We have for this terrible pun, strange new worlds out there for Star Trek. We have a lot on the horizon. We have a you know a new season of Strange New Worlds coming up eventually, as well as Starfleet Academy show and a Section Thirty One film starting Michelle Yu. However, there's already casualties as we all know with Prodigy being canceled back in June. I mean, we've even had a huge fan revolt and fan campaign to save the show and it just didn't work. And then plus there's Star Trek Discovery, as I know it's. Not my favorite Star Trek, just to be honest, but it has been confirmed to end in 2024 with its fifth and final season. So it seems like there is a pattern here with five season shows. 
So whether or not Lower Decks will survive remains to be seen, but the animated Star Trek show has seen a lot of goodwill from us fans, and either way, it sounds at least we can expect a fifth season at the very least. Like I mentioned before, Picard looks as though it's reached its conclusion with uh, Picard selling into what seems like a very neat and beautiful ending at the end of season three, which I loved and I know a lot of you loved as well. The show's current star, Patrick Stewart, has confirmed it was only ever envisioned to run three seasons, but he hopes for a follow-up film. And speaking of follow-up film, this leads to our second big news story of the day, and that is Picard wants to go to the silver screen again. Like I mentioned, at the top of the episode, the new memoir, it was aptly named (laughs) Make It So, which is hilarious, by the way. I mean, he's kind of been on the roll the last couple weeks. Patrick Stewart's been on the roll the last couple weeks talking about his time on Trek and interviews and reading excerpts of the book and explaining things. And it seems to me that Patrick Stewart has been very clear he wants to do another Star Trek movie. Going all the way back to New York Comic Con in 2022, last October, a year ago, he said, I want to do it. We need to bring Picard back. While season three of Picard reunited a lot of the cast, the movie suggested by Stewart would tell a story that would give a proper goodbye to every single one of their characters. In an interview by Wired, he is quite clear about the status, well, actually lack of status of another TNG movie, saying it's not in the works at all. Then in his very next breath, he assures us that He's had private conversations with people that would be on the project if it were to ever happen. Not saying it will, but if it was to happen, he's been having conversations. And I think even after all the many adventures of Captain Picard on the small screen and the four feature films, additional three-season arc on Paramount+, Plus, Patrick Stewart is convinced, you know, I'm not done with everything that the character needs to address. And that given the opportunity, he would love to test John Luke at his lowest. In the Wired, in that same Wired interview, he picks up on a couple of moments from Star Trek Picard to suggest possibilities for the future feature film. Possible future fe- feature film. And he says, well, there are two moments. One is when Picard doesn't know what to do. He's stumped. And we never really see that in The Next Generation. There's also a moment when he is truly fearful. And those two pointers alone, I think, make him an interesting study for one more movie. If you guys remember, we did see Patrick Stewart play a very vulnerable, different version of Charles Xavier or Professor X in the movie Logan in 2017. So he has gone back to characters he's played before. I I wouldn't say recast, but uh, reimagined the character in a more vulnerable light so that is something that they could do also we see paramount just struggling absolutely dragging their butt across the carpet like my cats do and they get worms they are struggling to come up with something for a new star trek movie and a new project i mean it's been going on for the last seven years and literally every three or four months my wife will send me a article or something that'll say hey this is now going to be the new movie. Hey, new Kelvin movie on the way. And it's just, look, we've done this for seven years. I don't buy literally anything. And I don't honestly want to do another fourth Kelvin timeline movie. It's it's my least favorite, <laughs> favorite Star Trek movie franchise, the Kelvin timeline. Just not really into it. So 
I would love if they kind of talk back to a TNG finale film, but it's to me, I feel like you're going to the well again. We had a beautiful ending in Picard season three. I mean, it was awesome. Every episode got better and better and better. To me, it was the apex of, of Star Trek in the last 20, 25 years. You really couldn't top it. I'm just really surprised that they would want to make another movie, which theoretically did exactly what this season three was supposed to do. It was supposed to show the characters where they at in their lives to kind of catch up with them and then send them off into the sunset, a.k.a. Indiana Jones at the end of The Last Crusade, riding horses off into the sunset. This is Picard season three. So the fact they're like, no, 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 we're going to bring everyone back again. I feel like they're going into well. I don't like it. I mean, the shot of the camera painting up, they're all playing cards. Let's just leave it at that. Like it was, that's my opinion. So let me know. I could be totally wrong, way off base. And you guys could just correct me. Let me know. We're on social media. We're on Instagram. Mainly these days, not really on X slash Twitter at all anymore. Also on Facebook. So hit us up on Instagram if you guys want to debate whether they should have a new Picard movie. Moving from the silver screen with Picard, going to a completely different thing that I would never expect it. And don't don't you hate those people that are like, I didn't have that on my 2023 bingo card. <laughs> like, I, I hate that saying. I absolutely despise that saying. But... I did not have this rapper, Kid Cootie, coming out with a streetwear collection for Star Trek. So that was not on my bingo card. (laughs) Don't look at me that way, Luna. So he is actually coming. I have no idea who this man is. Is he a man? Or I have no idea who. I have no idea who this person is. But he's coming out with a collaboration with Star Trek. And on Thursday, October 5th, so that just happened last week, it's the Night and Day rapper. So I guess that's one of his famous songs will launch a campaign titled Boldly Be. And it's a collaboration that's going to launch on New York Comic Con on October 12th. So that's this week, coming up in a few days. And it's going to feature a Fortnite game experience. And as a 34-year-old man, I don't I don't know what that means. <laughs> and a streetwear capsule collection. And actually a new song from the rapper titled Heaven's Galaxy. It's going to be a new track, but also what I'm more interested in is the Star Trek streetwear collection. So it's going to be like uh, t-shirts, crewnecks, hoodies, custom button-up t-shirt, and a very colorful, as described, Trekkie varsity jacket. So I don't know what that's going to look like, but if you are going to New York Comic Con, you can hit up his booth. I think that's booth 2653, and you can pre-order items. But like me, you're probably going to go online and see uh, what the collection looks like because it drops on the Kid Cudi website October 16th. So that is something. That is a new story. But I, I'm just always interested to see, especially like with, I wouldn't expect rappers to be Trekkies, but I'm, I'm totally I'm totally game for it. So that'd be really legit. And um, I'm excited to see what he comes out with. So it could be hot garbage or it could be, hey, I might want to buy that. But I, I'm never, I just don't buy clothes. Is that weird? Like, I have, like, clothes that I wore from college. Like, I'll buy, like, some things, but I just don't, like, oh, I gotta go buy clothes every, you know, it's just, maybe this is me. It's weird. I have the money, too. Luna's looking at me, I'm like, I, we ha- I have the money, I just don't, I just don't think about it. And working from home does not help. Not help at all. Anyway, this has been very personal. <laughs> 
moving on to our next big story, and that is Jonathan Frakes is going to lay down the blueprint of the new Star Trek legacy show. Or should I say, the proposed hypothetical might happen legacy show. It, just a recap if you guys don't remember, even before Star Trek Picard wrapped up its third and final season in April, the buzz had been growing. You know, that this spin-off series with showrunner Terry Milatis, you know, envisioned it as Star Trek Legacy. And the fan buzz just has been growing and amplified, especially by the people that worked on the third season, including the TNG actors. Jonathan Frakes, who has spoken openly about his optimism for Legacy to happen, had an interview with Star Trek Explorer magazine, and he lays out how he would see the setup for the show, quote-unquote, if it moves forward, and potentially his role in it. He says that Riker's marriage is back on track. In my mind, for the show to be able to move forward, Riker would be a captain and have a ship, or he would be promoted to admiral and be a liaison. I'm only half kidding when I say it would be great for me if the show carries on. And I'm like Charlie from Charlie's Angels. They have to come in my office once a week for a meeting with Riker. That'd be perfect. Then I could just direct a bunch of the episodes and be around the show. I would love that. And if you didn't, which I think would be hilarious, would be very good. He also goes on to say that I suspect if it does go forward, it would be Jerry Ryan, Michelle Hurd, Ed Spielers, who's now in Starfleet. And as well as um, the two ladies who played Jordy's daughters. Also, Lulu Wilson, who played Riker's daughter in season one. Uh, he said that would be fabulous if she could be part of it. So you'd have all of those people now with Captain Ryan, or not Ryan, sorry, Captain uh, Seven of Nine in charge of the Enterprise. You'd have everyone come back and maybe in Starfleet. And he's like, there's a real opportunity there for three of the legacy characters' children to kind of carry on and sort of be the quote-unquote next generation. Um, He's like, that's how I would lay it out. He's like, that's the blueprint of the show. And I would love that. So you would have Picard's son, you would have Geordi's daughters, and you would have Riker's daughter as well serving on the Enterprise with Captain Seven of Nine. That would be legit. That would be awesome. I would love that. I would eat that up every day. Give me seven seasons 24 episodes a season, 45 minutes long each. Nom, nom, nom. I'd eat that up. That's great. <laughs> I don't, do I think that's going to happen? I don't know. We, you know, we just ended this huge long strike. Well, it was five months with this WGA strike. And so any discussion for the development on any projects were not allowed at all. So we've had, there's been zero movement in the last five months. And in Hollywood, that's exceptionally rare and devastating. Picard production designer David Blouse noted how the end of the strike gave CBS and Paramount an opportunity to move forward with Terry Miladis and the Legacy Project. He said hopefully they will do that because he deserves the opportunity to do another series. But if he doesn't get that offer soon, he's going to be gone because everyone in the world saw what he did in Picard Season 3 and Terry Miladis is a very popular man right now. I completely agree with Dave Blass on that. We have to move, I think they have to move quickly to get a Star Trek Legacy show. And I only want it done by Terry Bellatis because that is a man that understands Star Trek. He understands the fans. He gets it. I don't want to, if it's going to be poop, I don't want to watch it. Just rather not make it at all. Leave it alone. Same thing with the Picard movie. If it's going to be garbage, just don't touch it. Like, just leave it. It's been great. As we wrap up with our last story of the podcast, it's, it's a little bit of a weird story of the week, but I thought it'd be funny. You know, a non-Trekkie 
uh, news story. So apparently there were bears that raided a Krispy Kreme donut van as it was making deliveries on an Alaskan airbase. Two, two bears on this base raided a donut van that was stopped outside its convenience stores and the dude left the door open and just the bears ate all of his inventory. The bears chomped down on donut holes and other pastries and you know they banged on the doors and they tried to like turn on sirens and honk horns and the bears just did not move. They, As the man says, they don't even care. And the bears could not be roused at all, so base security was called, and they just did these really big sirens, and they scared the bears away. But the bears ate an entire truckload of Krispy Kreme, which kind of felt like me this past week in Delaware. I just ate an entire, I ate terribly, ate an entire, not a truckload, but very, not very good. A lot of hole-in-the-wall places in Delaware and in Maryland. I like the, I like the bear story. It's unbearable. Is that better? Luna, now that you got some puns in there. Okay. This has been this week's News and Brews. Thank you so much for listening. And Luna, let's wrap it up. Yes, yes, yes. Like I said, thank you so much for listening. It's been a great couple weeks hanging out, kind of just reading all these news stories, and like I said, being able to relax, be comforted by TNG that since I was away from my family for so long. But anyway, if you guys remember to reach out, rate, review, and subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're everywhere. Uh, on Instagram, we've had like oh, close to a million views on our reels the last week, so that's crazy. So thank you guys for that support. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. As always, please check out www.jasontalksmovies.wordpress.com for all of your entertainment needs. He just did a review on The Creator. Uh, I'm It was very good. I'm excited he shouted me out on that review, so I'm very appreciative. Thank you, my man Jason, talking movies and talking OPP. We'll have to bring him on the podcast again. He's been on before. But uh, yeah, go check that out. It's a uh, link is in the description on your podcast streaming app whatever you listen to and again thank you guys so much for listening it's a pleasure to be here and a joy and always remember keep that mental health strong keep those shields up that's a terrible trek pun to end the episode with but thank you guys and second star of the right straight on till morning